Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, everybody at home, in the car, wherever you are. Tom Harris here and my dance partner across from me, Elizabeth Best. Hello, everybody. Bringing you a, a Ghosts of Boyfriends Past mini-sode, the, uh, the perfect supplement to take weekly <laughs> when you're suffering withdrawals from the main episodes of Ghosts of Boyfriends Past. Yes, it gets rid of those anxiousy side effects yep, that you get when you haven't shaking. heard us. Yep. Yeah, and you're yeah. snapping at people on the street. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Fuck off! <laughs> Are we talking about smoking or uh, Ghosts of Boyfriends Past? Yeah, oh, look, it's podcast withdrawal, folks. So today we're doing the agony aunt and uncle thing. We're here. We're listening. We can answer your questions as best we know how. That's right. We're all things considered, all all evidence balanced and... Um, our, our sort of history of helping, of uh, taking in information and tips and and all that. We're going to do, do our best to help. That's all. That's all we're going to do. Yeah, is our best. And our lawyers say that you can't take any of this advice because you know rules. But like, take it. Don't take it. Consider it. Consider I, it. I, I, I feel know. like I would take my advice. <laughs> she says, never taking her own advice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, always good to be. Uh, you know, you're so f- uh, ready to help friends and give them ad- ad- advice. Oh. Listen to this and do this and how about this? And then when it's yourself... Ma- no. Honestly, I would never speak to or treat anybody the way, way that you treat, I treat myself. It's horrendous. All right, my own self-care aside. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got one that we can kick off with okay. that I would like a male perspective on. Yes. When I am ill, my partner doesn't look after me. However, when he's ill, I really care and look after him and ask how he's doing. I cook him food. I make sure that he eats and drinks, make him take his meds and his vitamins and change the bedding, etc. But when I'm ill, he doesn't even care if I eat. If I haven't eaten all day and it's the end of the day, I'll say that I haven't eaten today and he just will shrug and not offer to make me anything and he doesn't ask how I feel. He just literally doesn't care. I wonder if this is just my experience and do other males out there actually care for their partner when they're ill? Am I alone in this? In this room, you are alone in this, reader. I was only <laughs> to- uh, turning this thought over in my head the other day. I, it's going to sound... I, I can't explain it without it sounding creepy or weird, but I kind of like when my girlfriend is sick. Because <laughs> I... L- uh, what did I say? I, I, what yeah, did I? What cla- did I? Pro- you clarified this. Because, it's fine. Because I like the I like caring for for, for her when she's unwell. I like, there's something about like you put you can't move from this place. I will bring bring you the. I I just I like will doing do the that. things. Yes, I, and it, I'm like, why? If she had a, it's 
it's a curious thing when the, the, she's unwell and I want to I do want to take Do you do these yeah. things when she's not unwell, Tom? No, like l- way less. <laughs> no, <never. laughs> Like a lot less. Yes. And I, uh, so I'm going to be talking to her about watching what's in her food to make sure that she's <laughs> not accidentally right. getting it's sick down. a little too often. Oh, you poor thing. You're unwell again. <laughs> I'll take care of you. I feel like it's a person-to-person thing, but it's another love language thing, I think. Like some people just don't have that nurturing like instinct as their love language so she's obviously a big like acts of service nurturer um when it comes to people being ill um but my advice for this would be to have the conversation just to be kind of like sometimes when i'm ill i can't do a lot of things and i would really not now not you never do this when when i'm sick blah 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 but just like a when i'm sick i find it really hard to do these things and i would really appreciate if you could x y and z for me mm. um, or even when you are sick just rather than being like I haven't eaten and waiting for him to go oh no and it never coming just go baby I haven't eaten today can you please make me a toasty like so and if he still says no fuck it. you then you've got to rethink some things but again this is another one of those boundary things I think where you need to set up like this your partner's not a mind reader so he might he might not know that that's what you expect in terms of feeling loved so communicate that to him mm. Yes, I good think. good advice, Liz. And I'm curious if any if there's any particularly male readers at home who agree with me who like when they've partners, <laughs> not like wishing them to get like <laughs> yeah, where, yeah like, you're treading a line here. Come on, sweetheart, you're too up and about. Let's uh let's have some late nights. More <laughs> invalid, please. Yeah, no, but when it happens, who enjoy yeah. the the caring? Because I do, and it's, well, as a female, I like as a as a human, I guess I I quite not enjoy, but I relish the opportunity to. Um, help someone when they won't refuse said help or think they're too capable. Like sometimes when I've tried to help ex-partners, they're like, "What? You don't think I can fucking do this for myself?" But they're too like. They're too, this is sounding so bad on both our behalf. But when there's we'll go down together. We'll go down together. Yeah, go on. But when they're ill, like they appreciate the help. Yes. You know? It's good. <laughs> I don't want a medal for it. I just really enjoy it. Sometimes, though, like when my ex wouldn't accept help for anything, but I still really enjoyed helping, I'd do what my therapist and I called ninja nurturing. Ah, uh, yes. Because I would just like rather than make a big meal and be like, here, baby, have a meal, I would just make the meal knowing that it was more for him than for me and leave it on the bench mm. in a bowl. I suppose that's more how I do it. I'll disguise care as, as, as that ninja care. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, I'm making a hot beverage for my needs and wants in my throat. Would you Would happen maybe to you like should one also, also have one. for your sick throat? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So cool. yeah, very good. Well, there we go. Uh, Elizabeth. Yes. How do you write a good dating profile? You don't. You don't? <laughs> no one Can't can. be done. <laughs> Next question. No, I... Um I think it's really important uh, in dating profiles. As a, as a dating profile consumer, here's what I like to see. Quick question. Yes. Is there a difference? There, there will be differences between like a, a Tinder or a Bumble or a Mumble or, a, or like, a, like a hookup yeah. one and like uh, uh, Harmony.com yeah. or something where it's like well, a with, profile. With so e- I suppose there's difference. With those Harmony, eHarmony ones and stuff like that, please sponsor us. No one's sponsoring us. Um from any of those and I feel like maybe let's just not mention names from like full dating site profile things they also ask you a lot of questions so that you don't have to put as much in your bio because you've got a whole lot of here are your stats ticked boxes Mm. you know preferences when it comes to bios um when people are more demanding of what they are looking for versus 
putting themselves out there as a person, it red flags me. So if they're like, I want a, a girl who's this, that, the other, you know, and they don't tell me anything about you, I'm like, who are you to want all those things if you haven't yeah, explained right. to me anything about yourself? If there's no bio at all, I don't care how good looking you are, it's a skip <laughs> yep. from me. Um, a lot of other people don't agree with me, but this is just my personal preferences. Um, I want to know a little bit about you um if there's something clever or like a little bit that makes me laugh you get bonus points and I want to know what type of relationship you're looking for not what type of specific girl or partner you're looking for because I think there's a big difference and I you know when when people talk about the specifics it means that they've got to me it means that they've got baggage that they're being reactive to and it also means that their vision of what they are looking for could be too narrow to be happy with anybody sure. so yep. but I do want to know what you're looking for and when I write my own bios I try to I try to be a little bit funny but not too funny that I'm gonna be like these girls up her own ass mm. um and explain a little bit about myself I usually self-deprecate and go oh, I'm a writer and I'm so shit at this um but you know, I'll explain a little bit about who I am, put what I'm looking for, put that I'm definitely not looking for just hookups if I'm not looking for that at the time. Yep, but I sure. think you've got to be – it's the balance, right, of, of talking about yourself versus talking about what you want. Yes, you have to, you have to advertise yourself as well. You can't Good just marketing. go on. You can't just go on and say, "I want this, this, and this." A store doesn't go. All right, the customers we want are age 13, 18 to thirty-five, and why aren't you getting any customers? Well, they don't know what you're selling. You've got yeah. to. So you've got to put forward what you want and what you need and what uh, the things you're looking for. Agreed. Okay. Good. Agreed. Thank you for uh, thank you for answering uh, that, that question. Yeah, I enjoyed that, oh, and also just a hint on photos. Make at least one with your eyes visible because you're wearing sunnies in every single yes, photo, and men, I don't trust you. Uh, what do we, what this is this we've, is this is both. I think. Like no, we if, are, we've covered uh, men's do's and don'ts for yeah. dating profiles. Put, uh, don't hold the, the fish. Don't hold the fish. Get your ute out of it. And is it shirtless photos? Yes or no? I'm okay with one or two, but if that's your whole bio, can't it's a big there. no. Can't be for there. me. And put yeah, put but it's a, the eyes is the most important thing to me. Is that if you and also have photos, if you only have photos with other people, I need to yeah. know which one you are. Yes, I was going to say that. Um, okay, I've got one last question for you from me. Okay. Uh, so my girlfriend and I have been together for about two years ago, uh, two years now, and so far everything's working out okay. Ever since the start of our relationship, though, she tells me stories, making them seem like they're about her, but I've already seen them on the internet or on Facebook. Sometimes I'll subtly ask her for proof, like if they were friends of a friend's or where she knows them from, but then she'll quickly change the topic. And sometimes she'll tell me that she had something for lunch and then change what she had the next time she tells the story. And I'm just, I guess, really confused about why she's lying to me about this stuff that honestly to me doesn't matter at all. Bit of a strange one there, I thought. Mm. Um, this says to me that she's a little bit insecure. Yeah, um, a little can we unpack the what's the what's the crime what's the well not crime you know what's the what are we analyzing well i guess he's feeling a little bit um really confused about why she feels the need to claim stories that weren't that aren't hers and mm. and those little bits of untruths though they don't matter on a surface level consistent untruths can be like i guess kind of I don't know, anxiety-making for yes. further trust in the relationship. Absolutely. I'm, it's a curious 
uh, it's a curious message this one. So I'm trying to wrap my head around how what the whys and why is someone why would someone do that? I feel um, like it's got to be some kind of insecurity yeah. about whether they're like interesting enough or not having maybe maybe she's one of those people who feels like she needs to fill silences so I sometimes feel like that um, where if there's not enough talking happening I need to just (laughs) I need to fill the silence and talk but if I don't have a story you know Mm. but I really don't I like I was actually quite stumped on this one I really don't know how I'd approach it because you don't want to be like hey you lie about little things because that feels really awful Um, you'd have to yes you'd have to Bring it up because it doesn't matter. You'd have to sell that in the, in your way of bringing it up, just because you're curious, right? Yeah. You're like, why do you do this? Yeah. I, it doesn't hurt me. I'm not, you know, I, I'm not reeling from shock or anger or anything. It's not, you know, it's not majorly affecting me. But why do you do this? It, you have to be curious yeah. and you have to sell that curiosity because then otherwise you can sound. Uh, accusatory. accusatory or suspicious when you don't want to. So it's a, a bit of a balancing act. It's I'm curious as well uh, yeah. as to as to why. I, I d- wonder. I, I don't have an answer to to why. I I could only guess. Yeah, because I can just I can just in my head hear this person getting super defensive if it's ever brought up. And I, for for once, I'm actually going to defer answering this question because I think that this is something I would 100% go to my therapist mm. with and go, how do I approach yes. this? Like I need a strategy for broaching that this doesn't actually matter, but it does matter a little bit and also not offend the person or make them embarrassed. Yes, absolutely. It's a strategy that I don't feel that I am professional enough Apologies to. Apologies if our help is falling short on this one, reader. No, it's just but a situation. this is a consult your pharmacist slash consult your therapist for more information. That's right. I think it's a situation that Liz and I are kind of in, we just don't know how to really deal with it. If you've got some suggestions at home, guys, I'd love it if you could write in and kind of let us know and then we can kind of relay this information either through our group therapy group or in a future episode. Absolutely. Um, would love but that. But I would I would be really interested in how other people would approach this. Um I just immediately go, ah, therapist, help. Give me a script. <laughs> yes. I need a script on how to get through this. Absolutely. Uh one more question yes. to to end with. And it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sad one to to end on. This question is very sweet and it's very innocent. Okay. And why don't people call back after an awesome date, and the Aww. reason is because you had an awesome date, but they doesn't didn't. Doesn't necessarily mean they had an awesome date, or they did have an awesome date, but they're doing the shitty dating sunk fallacy thing where they continually think yes. that there's the bigger, better deal around the corner. So uh, yes, and there's no, there's no uh, kind way of answering that question. It, it hurts that, that the answer, the answer to that one. Here's my opinion on that, though. If you had an awesome date, why can't you call? There you go. It's 2021, people. Mm. If you have an awesome date and you're waiting for somebody to call, I just feel like if you just need to communicate and put your feelings out there and be like, hey, I had an awesome date. Do you want to catch up? And if they don't reply, then that's your answer. So you'll cut your you know, moping period short by a couple of days mm. um, waiting for them to reply. But there's no rules anymore about who can say what through text or phone or anything like that. So if you feel like there was a connection there, ask the question and you'll get your answer and you'll either cut your moping short or you'll go on a second rad date because they were too nervous to tell you anything because that happens sometimes. Yes, in a brain-bending way, you answer your own question. Uh Why don't 
What was the quote, the phrasing? Why don't people call back after an awesome date? I don't know. Did you, you call yeah, back, Mr. You? Awesome Person or Miss Awesome bum, Person? Bum. Well, there we go. Is that a take the power back? That's <laughs> a good way to end yes. this episode. Absolutely, seize the power. If you've got any questions that you would like to write in, you can write to us at ghostsofboyfriendspast at gmail dot com, or contact us through our social media, through Facebook, or through our Ghosts of Boyfriends Past group therapy group. We're always happy to read out any questions that come from there. That's right. Discussions abound on the on that little Facebook group. Otherwise, we'd love. Uh, a rate, a review, a like, a subscribe, ring that bell, share it with a mate, all of the above. Uh, really helpful to us. Even telling someone at work does the work for us. Like telling anybody that you enjoy our podcast just helps us get our podcast out to more people and helps us help you, I guess, in an indirect way. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening, everybody. And, and don't uh, forget, call first if you had a good date, damn it. <laughs> Hello. I hope you enjoyed slash are enjoying slash will enjoy whatever podcast I'm in right now. Once you're finished with it, why not pop on over to Broadway and Other Kiwi Dreams, a podcast exploring the lives and minds of theatre practitioners in and around the New Zealand performing arts industry. Join me, James Shearer, in a deep dive into what makes this industry tick. You'll hear conversations with some of the top names in the Aotearoa performing arts scene and beyond, from the up-and-coming to the big Shorty Street stars. So, if you're into the performing arts, come on over to Broadway and other Kiwi Dreams. Because no two journeys are the same, and wherever you are in yours, I hope we can inspire you to soldier on and keep following your Kiwi Dreams. That's not kind of productions podcast. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There are known knowns, known unknowns, and unknown unknowns. But there are also unknown knowns. The Ancient and Esoteric Order of the Jackalope is a secret society devoted to unearthing and sharing this forgotten knowledge. Each episode, we take one of these strange stories and share it with you. No topic is off-limits, except for the obvious. Available wherever fine podcasts are sold.